It's funny how the recent revolutions across sports have changed sports so radically. Basketball, no more mid-range shots, ever. Don't stand anywhere near the basket, ever. Shoot from everywhere, every time. Baseball, you players over there, constantly switch positions. And remember, when the going gets tough, concede the game. While football's transformation has given us truly excellent running games. Just like in 1960. Well, oh yeah, the theme music. It's uh, it's the yearbook sportscast. That is a false assertion, which should be the name of the podcast. Uh, this really is the, the yearbook sportscast, a false assertion. <laughs> well, all right, first, it says in the yearbook at hotmail.com, this podcast is available on many of the platforms where you find your podcasts. And thank you very much for, for listening. Did we mention, or did I mention I'm your host, Doug? Uh, yes. She recognized us from the podcast. Keep dreaming. There's no way, no way she listens to this podcast, which is the false assertion. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs coach Andy Reid has now won a Super Bowl. And he's been to the Super Bowl with two different franchises, one in each conference, the Eagles in the NFC and the Chiefs in the AFC. So that's impressive. We never thought that Reed was a bad coach, which sounds like we're about to make excuses. It sounds like we're going to roll back everything we said. I understand that if you think that's what we're doing right now. That Oh, no. We always had faith in Andy Reid. We were just trying to encourage him. And then we were going to con- congratulate him the second that he, we knew he'd make it over the top. No, we never thought he was a bad coach. The problem always was that Reed's operations seemed to play with ball bearings and bolts and parts flying off all over the place. And that lack of discipline and the lack of playing to your potential would wind up being costly. Want a steely team that comes out of the tunnel and plays way over its head? That hasn't been Reed's teams. Uh, The Chiefs under Reed have been good for years, but first came... A one-point first-round playoff loss to the Colts in 2014, followed by a narrow second-round loss to New England in 2015. Okay, progress. But then a first-round home loss to Pittsburgh, and then a first-round home loss to Tennessee. That's going backwards. Kansas City finally did reach the semifinals last year, but this year, they really Andy reeded it up, playing very poorly in the opening round against Houston, going down 24-0 before rallying. And then they came out and really Andy reeded it up in the big one, playing inconsistently, much like the Chiefs did for much of the regular season. Andy Reid's teams don't tend to play over their heads or mistake-free or consistently, but the 2019 Chiefs were really, really, really resilient, and that is no fluke. And you also can't take away the fact that now Andy Reid's a Super Bowl champion. Why are we talking about the Super Bowl now? That was weeks ago. Uh, I don't know. The yearbook sportscast. We really missed the point of podcasting. Didn't we? Which that whole thing should be the title of the podcast. This is impossible to say unless you were on the field. And we loathe the worship of body language in sports. What? Somebody smiled once on the bench during a loss? That's why they lost. But it did look like to us that Kansas City got inside the 49ers' heads. Instead of predicting opponents' future holding penalties, which San Francisco's coach Kyle Shanahan did the previous game versus the Packers, in the Super Bowl, the 49ers complained about calls, and they looked like they were getting roughed up and ticked off. 
as everyone knows, an excellent San Francisco scoring opportunity was negated by a penalty just before halftime. And the 49ers then opted to just end the half instead of trying to draw a penalty downfield or run a fumbleruski. At that moment, the 49ers just looked out of character. It just looked to us like the Chiefs knocked the swagger out of them, which is hard to do. Everybody tries to do it. But to know for sure... If San Francisco had lost its swagger, you would have had to have been on San Francisco's bench. And that doesn't always work. We think it worked in the Super Bowl, but one of Iowa, the University of Iowa's big football opponents, one of their opponents opted to take the body against the Hawkeyes this season. And Iowa, it looked like unwisely, just kept turning the other cheek in the face of all the big hits, late hits, and trash-talking. But turning the other cheek and just playing football won out. And the Hawkeyes won in a route that night. It's uh, the yearbook. says in the yearbook at Hotmail.com to contact us. Uh, you can listen to our complete archive. Uh, it's not worth it. Uh, of the yearbook sportscasts. Uh, absolutely. Forget the politics here, okay? Forget the parties and the politics. This is just an anecdote. Uh, the New York Times has a show that you may have seen. It's on FX. It's called The Weekly. And... What it is is it focuses on just one story, one big story per week, and they spend the entire half hour, sometimes an hour, on that one story, and the stories run the gamut. Recently, The Weekly focused on, in one episode, Democratic presidential candidates coming to visit The Times, and the show featured the paper's editorial board. You got to see the interviews, obviously edited, but uh, it showed the paper's editorial board interviewing the candidates. And during the board's sit-down, with Bernie Sanders, it was a completely serious moment. This, as far as we know, is not out of context. A Times staffer asks Sanders what he might fail at or do poorly if he were to become president. And Sanders completely seriously, Larry Davided it up. Sanders essentially said he's not a schmoozer. But as he put it, quoting, I don't tolerate BS terribly well. I'm not good at pleasantries, end quote. He then went into detail saying, for example, he's not going to call you up on your birthday. And we're big on birthdays on this show and congratulate you. So you think highly of him or you love him because he wished you a happy birthday. He says he, he's not going to do that. Now, he, Bernie Sanders told the, the Times board that he's amazed at how well wishing people a happy birthday actually works, even if you don't mean it at all. But he says that's not his style. The actual quote was, that's not what I do, end quote. If you don't know Larry David, he's the guy behind Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, who looks a lot like Bernie Sanders. And that anecdote is all the humor from both of those aforementioned shows, Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. That is Larry David's writing, not a backslapper which is what Bernie Sanders actually said in the meeting. He did not say this, however, not a stickler for a tickler. It turns out that Bernie Sanders and Larry David are actually related, which isn't as cool because before they just looked and acted like each other independently. No one knew and they didn't know that they were actually related. But it was just striking to see the plots from those shows, from Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, just kind of happen in real life. Speaking of shows, not likely to wind up at next year's Oscars is the life story of former NFL quarterback Kurt Warner. He is getting a movie due out next December. Uh, I think that's in time. If it comes out in December, I believe that's in time to qualify for the 2021 Oscars. Eddie should get a movie because unlike so many other interesting sports people who didn't quite 
come out of nowhere. Kurt Warner really did come out of nowhere. He wasn't a star in college. Uh, he was cut by everybody. There's a huge difference between Warner and Tom Brady. He was working at a grocery store, not one he owned, and not as a manager. He actually put stuff on shelves. Kurt Warner is a great story, unless you're a fan of another team that's sports. Unfortunately, the movie is reportedly being fast-tracked to get it done in time for next December, and admittedly, I don't know what fast-tracked means, and admittedly, movies with lots of rewrites that have seemed troubled in the past have turned out to be really good, but a do-it-fast, cut-a-lot-of-stuff-out movie is not what Warner's life needs. I'm also not sure whether it's good or bad that Kurt Warner is a producer, but Kurt Warner was really good. But once he arrived, everything didn't always stay good. His Rams were victimized in the Super Bowl, or maybe it didn't make any difference by the Patriots who might have broken the rules, perhaps. And after just six years, Warner was already on a different team. And then a third team, where he eventually completely rebounded and went to another Super Bowl. Reaching the top wasn't all great, which is what a rush job movie might gloss over. Or maybe it won't. Uh, Speaking of revolutionizing sports, and we told you this podcast always takes on a theme of its own all by itself. Analytics continues to get hammered this offseason at Major League Baseball. So-called more accurate stats, analytics, they are not going away. This is not the end of analytics. But the Astros, the patron saints of embracing new stats and the patron saints of winning through math, they responded to a trash can banging scandal by completely ditching the whole hire a sabermetrics manager thing and hired throwback and not terrific manager Dusty Baker. 